The end of everything means it's time for Joel Staniszewski. He's the lead singer of End of Everything. We know him more on Tim Graham and Friends brought to you by CTBK as our resident gambling dude because he's been in Vegas as an odds maker, a handicapper, industry analyst for a long time from Sloan. From St. Joe's, from Buff State, it is Joel Staniszewski. Joel, it is Super Joel Week. You got it. Super Joel Sunday coming up. And would this have been, it had to have been, because in the 90s, you were too young to have a Super Joel Sunday. This would have been the yeah. first Bill's Super Joel Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and for those who aren't regular listeners to the show, uh, Joel, explain your annual Bills Super Bowl bet. Oh, so every year I bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl, and I always bet enough that if it wins, it allows me to fly that night. Either if I if they're really long odds, like a private jet, if not first class, to go back to Buffalo to rage for whatever three four days nonstop, and then fly back. So you know, I, I, th I guess I didn't know that. I thought you had kind of factored it in to go to the game. No, no. Well, I mean, tickets, usually tickets are, you know, like what, five grand for the cheapest yeah, one? Okay. I'd rather spell that, spend that five grand flying on a private jet back to Buffalo and, and party with the homies. That's pretty I don't know if you know this, Joel, but the Bills only need to win the division for you to be able to come and rage in the streets here and celebrate. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was tempted to come back to, for the Kansas City game, and then I thought, like, well, when the Bills win the Super Bowl, do I come back right away for the immediate party, or do I wait for, like, the parade, whenever that would be? But I guess we don't have to really worry about that this year. So that's good. We'll wait till next year when the party and the parade will be right away, and we can celebrate then. Well, because there were no games last week, we didn't have you on. So this is our first time talking to you since the Bills-Chiefs game. How did you... How did you watch it? And I'm asking, I mean, look, we could have any Bills fan on here to talk about how crazy it was, but as somebody who thinks of it, uh, thinks of these games also, and you're tracking the running, I'm guessing, you're thinking of the games through numbers and, yeah. and the permutations as, as it goes on. How did you process the whole game, being up 9 nothing? kicking the field goals, all that stuff. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, you're not going to beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals, and we know that. We knew that, or we, I think we thought we knew that. Um, and <laughs> you, you, th you thought the Bills knew that. Right. You, and you again, I, I, thought, I thought that they knew that you have to cover a tight end too, but I guess, you know. So speaking of covering tight ends, I was in a, I'm in a text group with my brother and sister, and we're always, you know, talking shit about the Bills and, other teams and everything like that. And um, I, I made a comment to my sister. I was like, maybe because the bills tight ends are so shitty that we think we can cover tight ends because all we're covering is Lee Smith and, you know, Dawson Knox who 
can't catch the easy ones. So maybe we think we can cover tight ends. And then when we play against a team that has a, a Kelsey on it, then we realize, oh, yeah, we really can't cover tight ends. And nobody can cover him. So uh, we can't really bash the Bills. You know, I mean, you can bash them for miss, you know, kicking field goals and, and blown plays and play calling if you really want. But, I mean, no one covers Kelsey. And no one can cover um, – whatever cheetah, whatever his name is. I can't think of it. Chester. Chester Cheeto. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was painful to watch, you know, much like the Texans game the year prior, I was so involved with our, with our lead that I didn't even think to look at the numbers in running which is what I would normally do. When you see a team go out to a lead like that, um, you think about betting the other side because the the muffed punt was a was a was a fluke. You couldn't so, you couldn't bring yourself to do that, would you? Would you have put money on? The I mean, I would. I would have. I would have. I probably would have, and I also would have bet the other side against the Bills had they been in the Super Bowl just to hedge my my futures bet. You know having $100 or whatever it was invested to win $3,300, of course, I'm going to hedge it a little bit, you know, just to guarantee that I win something. So, uh, and I would do that with any team. If I bet any team a futures bet at, at 32 to one, um, I'd hedge it if they were in the finals. And I probably hedged it the game before too. I just didn't want to because I didn't want to be, you know, a jinx. Well, Joel's a smart guy, as he just says right there. Yes, he does lead with his heart sometimes when it comes to his bills analysis. But if you've been following this podcast for the entire season and keeping score, as I have, you would know that Joel Staniszewski heading into the Super Bowl is 30, 20, and 5 on the season. It's a hell of a year against the number, by the way. I always need to remind people because sometimes you see the media picking and it's just straight up. Now, when I do a score, when for Channel 4, I have to make a pick and I give a score, it's for spread purposes, you know. I'm not – I'm factoring all that stuff in. But Joel's against the, you know my record? record, well, I don't, I don't know. I didn't keep track of my record because I don't take it that seriously. Uh, I probably put two minutes of thought into what my pick's going to be. Um, but I think straight up I, I was – I missed on a couple. I so think 30, I, 30, 20, and five is 60%, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, against the number, that's so outrageously good. That puts you 8% above breaking even. So 8% of profit. So whatever you're investing, you got a, you got a nice little bump. So I have it all in emails because I have to send them to the Channel 4 producer for, um, well, Joel, we don't, uh, we'll, we'll bring Joel back on. We'll bet on something. We'll bring. We'll come back on after the Super Bowl, and I'll let you know what my record would have been against the spread. Um, I think it's okay, but straight up, I think I missed two. Uh, Tennessee. I picked the Bills to beat Tennessee. I thought that was. In fact, I picked them to win by a blowout. That was the week that Tennessee hadn't practiced in like nine days, and they had all the COVID issues. And my thinking being, if it's so important in the NFL to practice and strategize and be in your routine then the Bills should have walked all over him. And I was kind of making a point with that pick that I was thinking that a lot of that stuff's overblown, and I didn't expect the Titans to, to really over, overblow yeah. it that way. And I yeah. picked um, 
I'm pretty sure I picked the Seahawks to beat the Bills. Um, but I think I got the rest of them correct. That's pretty good. And it's because Bill- the Bills – I don't think that going into that season, I would say that I'd pick the Bills 14 times. Um, or wait, what was their final record? They 12 and four, uh, 12 and four, 12 and four. Yeah. So I would be like, am I going to pick the bills to win 12 times out of 16? I would maybe not, but they the were the, um, they were the number one team in the NFL for money line. If you bet them on the money line, every game, they were the right. most profitable and it's team. Because, and it's the way the season rolled out too. It's with the jets early and you were of course going to pick the bills. So you felt like you learned by the time they were a few weeks in, they already had a, it was, they were the obvious pick for the first few weeks and they yeah. won so convincingly that by the time you got to the, the games that would normally be, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen here. The Rams. Uh, say the Steelers game. Yeah. You, you know, the Steelers game would have been a tough thought, but the, I knew the Steelers were playing really poorly going into that game and, um, you know, stuff like that. Anyways. It's um, interesting because I just said that, that stat about the Bills were the number one team if you were betting the money line every game. If you go back to the, the first week of the season or whatever, whenever we started talking, I kept mentioning that the Bills money line was being undervalued. They were like a two and a half point favorite and they should be like a dollar 70, but they were like a dollar 45. So you, you were getting much better value with the Bills on the money line than you were with, with other teams in the same week with the same spread. So I guess, uh, it, do you think that can continue next year, or do you think that because so much attention has been uh, paid to them, they'll become a bit of a betting sweetheart next they will. year? Yeah, they will. I mean, I already looked next year's Super Bowl odds. They're 10 to 1, so they're like the fourth or, or fifth pick on the board. So, um, you know, this offseason is going to be an interesting one. You know, I, I just saw today that they think that the cap's going to be higher than they were expecting, but... Um, you know, whatever, who was it? The, it was it the Chiefs and the Saints are like so far over the cap next year that it's insane, like 50 million over the cap with their current contracts. So there's going to be a lot of cuts. Um, it, you know, some, some players may restructure their contracts to help the cap, especially like the Chiefs, if they win the Super Bowl again. Um, then if I was a player who wanted to win more than I wanted money, I would you know, consider restructuring my contract to, to stay on that team. But I mean, teams like the saints, I think are so far over the cap um, that there's going to be a lot of different things. Oh, Fairburn's coming in hot. Um, it's going to be a lot of different things that, that um, we, we don't normally see in an off season. You're going to see some, a lot more surprise cuts, um, you know? So I think there's going to be, a, it'll be an interesting off season. So it, depending on what the bills end up doing, it will affect um, how they are perceived next year. Good to see uh, Matthew Fairburn joining Tim Graham and friends brought to you by CTBK. It was busy. Uh, 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 I didn't do introductions. I introduced Noel. I didn't give him the usual Jonah Bronstein from uh, parts on Bronstein. Bronstein. Uh, I, I try to come up with something. Auctioneers. That's, That's very business. specific business. Didn't you say you had? Don't yeah, you that's have my uncle? family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronstein Auctioneers is mm-hmm. an actual company? They did auctioneering, would you believe it? I, I don't know all of the details, but yeah, for, for many years, that was 
my uh, grandfather, people in my family. No kidding. I don't know if anybody's still doing it, though. Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic. Um, we should get into the family business on a future show. We'll see like who, what businesses made the, the, core, the core three of uh, Tim Graham and friends, what their, what their heritage, professional heritage is. Um, CTBK, that would have to be one of them, right? No, I'm talking personally. Oh. And we'll have Joel. We'll have uh, we'll have Gene Kirshner on to talk about his his background. Talk about playing college basketball. Be talking about swimming pools. That's right. Sorry to sidetrack Joel. <laughs> That's what happens when Matthew Fairbairn. Hey, well, yeah, I, I, I kind of crashed the party. Um. So yeah, next year's uh, Matthew uh, Joel was just talking about how uh, the Bills next year are. Uh, 10 to 1, uh, which is the fourth favorite uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. So they're not going to be sneaking up on anybody. You'd have to assume, and of course it's going to depend on what happens in quarterback situations throughout the AFC East, but the Bills are going to be pretty heavily favored to win the division again. Yeah, for sure. How does that Uh, impact how much Joel – I know Joel has an annual Bills. He's going to bump it up. I got to bump it up. Do you have to invest more in it to get the uh, return? Yeah, I got to take money out of my uh, my stock trading uh, app on my phone. (laughs) Did you hit it big on the uh, with the short squeezes? I did a little. I put I put a little bit on AMC, but I didn't do anything with uh, GameStop. But uh, yeah, I got into this a couple of weeks ago, and now it's just trouble. (laughs) I love it's it. Basically, the same thing is. It's the exact like same gaming. thing. Yeah, it's I worked the, for uh, when I worked for for Canner Gaming. We were running. I was in control of the odds because in in England and over there, you can bet on the stock market where it goes. You can bet on American dollar versus you. Uh, you know, European pound. You can go Australian dollar versus the yen. All these crazy markets that they were having me run. And I asked somebody, like, is this even legal for me to be running these markets in, in, in the UK for this? And they're like, don't ask. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Any stories to tell about AMC? Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. I stepped on you there. No, what go ahead. Uh, no, a buddy of mine uh, that I used to work with at the Win, he, we started talking about stocks a couple of weeks ago. He's like, dude, get this app. And so I downloaded it. And he's like sending me texts like, buy AMC, buy Bank of America, but and I'm just like, okay, cool. So I started following now, and now I'm getting into airlines. Oh, that's a good buy low opportunity. Yeah, figure. I guess I'll figure it out. Conceivably, yeah, conceivably, you'd think, but we'll see how it all goes. I blended both worlds and got some DraftKings this week because I pour enough money in there. I figure I might as well buy stock and what you what you yeah. That's the Warren Buffett uh, theory, right? Uh, invest in what you use. Yeah. Like every time I'm going to refill my DraftKings account because I've lost again, might as well put an equal amount right. into the, uh, <laughs> into make the some, company. Make some, make some money <laughs> off your, lo- your losses. It makes sense. Well, Joel, before we get into the uh, always entertaining prop bets, uh, from a more orthodox standpoint, how do you see this game from uh, – when it comes to uh, the, the, the spread, um, the total, it is now three points uh, that the Chiefs are giving the Buccaneers. 
The total is what was it? Fifty six. Um, what, what are your general it's thoughts? Up, it's up as high as fifty seven and a half. It's, oh, okay. Uh, it's it, so. I had to, like I said to you earlier, I really had to force myself to be interested in this game because I have zero interest in either team, um, but I have interest in, in making money, so I'll, I'll do it. Um, well, let, let's stay on that point for a second because I, I did want to explore that with you a little bit. Um, is it tougher because the Bills got closer yeah. as opposed to a few years ago? When they're out of it in in late November, would right. you be more excited it, about the Super Bowl? Yeah, because if you if the Bills are out of it before the playoff, you can kind of pick a different team that you're like, oh, I kind of like this team, or I like this player, or I like this coach. So you can kind of follow along their journey and have a team to back, like a secondary team. When they get this far, all you're rooting for is the Bills. So you know, when it gets to this point, you know, that brings up a question that I was thinking about earlier today. Can we, as a Bills fan, fan be done hating Tom Brady because he doesn't play in our division anymore? Can we actually like root for him and be like, cool, good for him. He's awesome. Like We always knew he was awesome. We just didn't like how awesome he was against our team. So now that he's out of our division, can we like him again? Or can we like him for the first time and, and say he's okay? Well, that's the struggle because you you want to root for Tom Brady or do you want to root for the team that just knocked you out of the postseason? And Patrick Mahomes is the new rival now. He's going to be, for the foreseeable future, it's going to be, hopefully, if you're a Bills fan, you want the Josh Allen-Patrick Mahomes rivalry to be what it, like what Jim Kelly versus Dan Marino was. Yeah, I saw a... Um... Facebook memory of mine from a couple of years ago, or probably like a lot of years ago, that said, like, I hope Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl so he can retire. <laughs> didn't didn't work. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he's gonna the, retire. The answer to your question, Joel, is no. You can't root for Tom Brady because he said a mean thing about Buffalo hotels at the Super Bowl Yeah, but what about what about Patrick Mahomes' fiance, all the all the all the junk she talks and I mean Did she say something about Buffalo? Hotels. She just said something about everything, so I don't know. She does. That's fair. I don't – yeah, I, I just – you know. So I, for, from a personal standpoint, I, I, I don't care either team-wise. Um, from a number standpoint, that three and a half I think is too high. So because uh, you, really? you can still get a three and a half in town uh, at MGM, three and a half. Um, yeah, too high. Should be more like one and a half. Why, why do you, can you break that down for us or elaborate uh, why? When because to me, at- and this is again, going by feel. And I realize Tampa Bay won during the regular season, but Kansas city, and maybe it's a recency bias, but Kansas city with what they did to Buffalo seems like that, that Tampa, Tampa Bay game was, was an outlier. Yeah. So you can, I mean, there's, you're at a point now where both the, the two teams in the finals are the best two teams. So you could make a reasonable explanation as to why either team is going to win this game. Better offense, better defense, better running game, better passing game. I just think, um, I just think that the, the, I guess you just got to factor in the Tom Brady effect. And um, I think Tampa Bay's, defense is good enough to stop them enough. And I think Tampa Bay's offense is good enough to score more. 
No, I, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as you know fifty six. I'm giving you my picks as we as we talk. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. It's not. I don't think it's going to hit um, that much. But I think um, I think Tampa Bay is going to. Um, I think they're going. I think they're going to outright win. So, wow. I'm, gonna, I'm saying take the plus the three and a half and do under. Let's get the most current ones. Let's hit that refresh button. Get that most current number. I think it was fifty. I saw fifty seven. That's a website. That's a that's an offshore site. So I'm not gonna. You're not gonna it. be so uh, so bold as to advise taking Tampa on the money line. No, it's a good. It's a decent number. Um, plus, you can get plus a dollar fifty. But um, I'm gonna take them plus the three and a half and under fifty six. All right. It's only three here in town. In town, I say, as if I'm a I'm a Vegas guy. But the only place I can bet, it's only my it's only minus three. Uh, get that extra half a point, unless you want to take and over under is over under is fifty six. Yeah, same so. same total. But um, yeah, if you like if you like Kansas City, then by all means lay that three. But uh, if you want take Tampa Bay, find a. I don't like that against Joel. I'm not betting against Joel on Super Joel Sunday. No, sir. <laughs> it was only Super Joel Sunday the last couple t- seasons or because it was I actually landed on my birthday, the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, so the, what are we, Super Joel Friday? It's, it was, no, my birthday was, was two days ago. So I, it's still Super Joel Sunday, you know, uh, but um, it's not actual celebration day. It's just, uh, you know, watch the game a little bit. And, what are we in Roman numerals then, Joel? It was Super Joel what two days ago? 43. So what is that? Oh, V L I I I no. I think we're in the X. No, I V it would be I V. I don't know. X V. Is it 10 before the, I, if only there was a, try to teach us that. If only there was a way I can look it up. (laughs) X L I I I. I was on the right path. I, I think it's once you get above five, you have to do the before thing. So, yeah, I guess. Just, yeah. yeah. It's like learning how to speak Latin. No, Latin is kind of useful, I think. I took Latin. No, but I, mean, Latin I took Latin, too. Latin was extremely difficult. One of the hardest things I ever studied. Roman numerals are only useful for Super Bowl and useless podcast conversations like this one. <laughs> <laughs> and we copyright dates. That's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> and at least Latin is like the basis of basically every language. Of being an like attorney. You, yeah, you can like, you know, learn things that you can apply to English in terms of grammar and word, you know, origins of words. Yeah. Roman numerals are just. Yeah, there's know. not going to be a Jeopardy category about Roman numerals, but you'll get a lot and of Latin you, stuff. They might you also actually. need to know your Roman numerals if you name all of your children the same name. Because you start going like, three, uh, four or five. And like you George Foreman? Those. Yeah. Exactly what I meant. Well, by the Joel, time do, you think, do you think End of Everything would ever um, write a song that was in all Latin? Like perhaps... <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. Perhaps something to be <laughs> we got saying. A, it, we uh, got a better chance of, of naming songs based off of Roman numerals. I could tell you that. That's like, you know. I, 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 not maybe for a performance at Bishop Gorman or anything like that. You wouldn't (laughs) No, do some Latin. All right. 
Anywho. Uh, so what about some of these props? I want. I need your pick on the coin flip. No, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, no. The let's look at tails, some of these ones tails. that actually have tails never fails. Have some sort of chance to look into the number, um, but there's some fun ones in there. What uh, what stands out to you? I, I like the. Um, I, I try to. I mean, the the we're getting so far out of hand now. I mean, it went from like you know five pages of props to like what's this year at the Hilton thirty six pages like. It's insane. Just and let me ask of- you this, Joel. As we go through some of these, do you want me to take these down as official Joel Staniszewski? No, no. Picks? These are just these are these just don't uh, apply to don't your apply. season don't record. Okay. No. All right. But uh, the thing that stands out to me, and and I have a funny story about it, is um, player to score first touchdown of the Super Bowl, and I like Tom Brady at thirty to one because it's a good number. You got to go with the value on these type of bets. So you got to go with longer shots and you know, that Tom Brady, you know, one yard plunge is we've seen it a lot as bills fans on third and one, fourth and one or third and goal at the one. So I would take that as um, who would play the score, the first touchdown and uh, whatever year the uh, bears played the Colts in the super bowl. What year was that? Anyone off the top of their head? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds about right. So I was uh, I was working at the win, and uh, a lot of pl- people when you when you work at the front when you work on the counter they're like oh what do you like you know what do you think I should bet like always ask that dumb question, and I, everybody who would ask I was like Devin Hester to score the first touchdown at fifty to one, I told that to like twenty people, and I was talking to a buddy of mine and I told him that he's like yo let's go in and put a hundred on it, and I was like. Uh, I'll see what I can do because at that point in time, my wife had just started her business. So money was a lot tighter and I was just like, uh, I'll see what I can do. And I was in a, working in a sports book, you know, eight to 12 hours a day, every day. So the last thing I wanted to do was go to a sports book after work and lay a bet because you couldn't do it on an app back then like you can now. So sure enough, I said, yeah, I'll see what I can do. If I can go find it, I'll, I'll go bet it, you know, and uh, I didn't get a chance to both financially and time-wise and as the opening kickoff goes and Devin Hester's like at the 50, my phone just starts buzzing in my pocket. And he's, I look down, it's a text from him like, holy shit, we just won a lot of money. And I wrote back, nope, we didn't. <laughs> and he was like, you son of a bitch. Oh, like, yeah, sorry. So I didn't get to cash that Devin Hester ticket. But um, what would uh, that have paid? It was, I think it was at the time when it first came out, it was 50 to one. It closed, I think, at like 25 to one. But. I mean, it was a it was a hell of a hell of a score. If you got it, a literal score, but not a good figurative score. No score. No, no score. No win. No betting no score. No money. But uh, yeah, those type of things I think are better where you can actually get value. Um, they have all these cross props, you know, cross sport props. What did I see? Like Lamelo Ball points versus combined points in the first quarter, and those are, those just get a little too crazy um, for me. You know, the so, thing about it, too, is, and it's really easy to, if, you, if you stop and think about it as betters do based on the number, but I think the casual observer is like, where do they come up with this? And it's really easy. All you got to do is come up with one number and then find something else in sports that is that the analytics say this other number is probable, and then right. you put them together and say, all right, yeah. which one are you going to bet on? Yeah. 
It's all based they, on the an algorithm, really. Yeah, and you just yeah, you just figure out what's what else is going on that day or that weekend, and just put something together that's in the ballpark of a point or two or a, one or two away. Whether it's you know, a boxing match number of rounds versus number of incompletions or whatever you know whatever that is, you can you can put these together all day long and just come up with just crazy props and you can go um offshore we've talked about this before offshore you could bet all the crazy props about uh over under of the national anthem how long it is uh color of the gatorade that gets spilled on the coach after the game now we've talked about this before i don't think those bets should be allowed because those could be easily fixed and usually those offshore books really limit your 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 bet amount it's it's really low you know, I think it's maybe like a hundred or two hundred bucks. But whenever it was, was it Alicia Keys last year or the year before? It was like, will she be wearing a hat? You know, those type of. So yeah, you could definitely get. You definitely know the answer to those questions if you if you know that person or if you have any any connection. Like I used to work with a guy who um, I keep in touch with, who now is on the production team for Lady Gaga. So like, I could have gotten some information from him. You know, when she did the halftime show, if there if there were any bets out there for that, like what songs will she be singing at halftime? Like I could have gotten those answers, but Joel, do you think because you you raise a point that I find interesting? Do you think you could maybe make some money hunting for prop bets on things that maybe you know a bit more than the average public about? Like, say, if I wanted to look at all the NBA associated bets, and I thought maybe I could be a little bit smarter about Lamelo Ball and these point totals. And if anybody could do that with the different prop bets, if you're a big Alicia Keys fan or something like that. Yeah, you can, you can find props that are the, the weird props. And, the, and most books, they can only watch so many things at once. So if you can get any type of advantage, uh, you know, you're watching the Hornets the game before and you realize that LaMelo Ball played 48 minutes plus overtime so he's not going to be playing as much the next game. Like that's something that you could probably keep an eye on better than a director in a sports book could, or um, uh, any type of information or just something that you follow much closer than, than, than the sports book um, directors could. When I, I remember when I worked at the, again, when I worked at the win, um, the director. So this was again, years ago when you, for some reason, you couldn't pick heads or tails as the bet. It was which team will play the first offensive play. That was the way you had to word it for you know back in two thousand five or six, whatever it was. And it was the Patriots and the Giants, whatever year that one was, the first one. And the director put up you know one ten one ten, like who knows what's going to happen. You know, it's a coin flip and he just put up a number and didn't think anything of it. And people just came and was hammering one side. And I can't remember which was, we'll say the giants were just hammering the giants, like as much as he would give them. And he was like, why is everyone betting these? And so finally some dude told me like off to the side, he was like, oh, because 80% of the time, um, Belichick defers and 70% of the time Coughlin accepts. So that's why we're just betting this so much one-sided because we followed of them throughout the year as to what they did with the coin toss. And he didn't keep that close of an eye on it. He just thought like that bet is now is even, even bet because it's either going to be heads or it's going to be tails. There's no advantage, 
But the way that it was worded at that time, there was an advantage if you bet it. And people just hammered it for like, you know, it was one ten aside. And all of a sudden, within like half an hour, it was like minus $3 on the Giants. So again, I could be wrong with the story with the specifics of the team or the year or whatever. But they just hammered the one side because they had the actual knowledge of who defers and who accepts. So that, you know, you can make an, you can get an advantage if you look far enough deep enough into it, you can, you can definitely find it some advantages here and there. Any other bets on these, uh, on the Westgate props that, that are so famous that, uh, <laughs> that you yeah. like, or just that are, or you find on, un- is there anything that comes by, uh, at this stage of your career that you, you, that strikes you as unusual, or have you seen all the props that you think? You'll- uh, yeah, I, I've seen all these props and normally, w- normally you'd, I would uh, lean towards under in the first quarter because your your teams are coming out a little gun shy because it's the Super Bowl and you don't want to make a mistake and you got all this nervous energy so you're throwing your passes a little high or a little off. It also um, seems hard to get into a rhythm in a Super Bowl because of all the commercial breaks early. Yeah, there's all yeah, this they'll extra. They'll stop after every you know, every kick, every change of possession. They don't play through like they do in the regular season. Right, and a much bigger production for the national anthem and also the stuff. So it's a lot bigger than your average game, both emotions-wise and everything else that's going on. In, in a different world that we're in now with, with limited capacity and um, – both these teams, at least the Tom Brady and versus the Chiefs, have Super Bowl experience re- very recently, so they wouldn't necessarily have those nerves. But I think um, a good percentage of the Buccaneers team might have that nervous energy early in the game. So I, I would, you know, lean towards maybe an under in the first quarter, at least something to keep an eye on. And that's um, at ten points, right? Yeah. Now. Yep, ten points. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'll, I'll keep an eye more on in-running, seeing what's happening and what's going on in the game and kind of go from there. And as I've mentioned in the past, you know, lines will adjust based upon the score and who made the score, but not necessarily how they got that score. So your pick sixes, your punt returns for a touchdown, your opening game kickoff return for a touchdown will raise the total because the points were scored, but they were scored in a way that isn't normal. So you know, if they raise the total from 56 to 63 after a early pick six or a fumble return, you know, that, 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 that kind of leans towards betting the under because that score happened, you know, but not in a traditional way. So even when the bills were up nine, that, that first touchdown that they scored was on a muffed punt and got the ball, what the three yard line. So that's something that we didn't see again in the game with that with that type of field position. So that type of thing is that you bet against when those things happen. Does everybody who bets running know these kind of things and it's just about timing or this is kind of an advanced way to... It's more of an advanced way. I think, you know, your average better, but whether they're betting live, uh, you know, at the start of the game or they're betting in running are just betting with their heart and the team that they like and, oh, they just scored a touchdown. They're good. But I mean, when you're, when you're betting in running, you, you got to be thinking about the things that aren't happening, you know, in basketball. I mean, you know, I was watching the um, Celtics and the Warriors the other day and the Warriors were up by like 11 um, in like the beginning of the second quarter. 
And so I bet the other side, the Celtics, and the Celtics came back and were tied at halftime and ended up winning the game by whatever it was, three or whatever. But you're just getting, you know, when you, when you see games that have runs and have things that happen that will come back for the most part, I mean, this isn't at 100%. I'm not guaranteeing every time you do this, you're going to win money. But when you see something happen that is strange, that's not normal, then, you know, you bet the other side and just see what happens. I see that um, Northern Colorado first half scoring in basketball is giving Patrick Mahomes six and a half points uh, on completions. Um, it takes some thought just to figure out what that bet is uh, for a second. But uh, yeah, Northern Colorado first half points minus six and a half uh, versus Patrick Mahomes completions. Uh, or you can bet on the money line. Uh, Minus 110 either way. Um, Air Force in the first half giving uh, or uh, uh, yeah, giving seven and a half over Kansas City rushing attempts. So, you know, all that good stuff. There's none of that fun stuff on the uh, on the Seneca Buffalo <laughs> Casino. Yeah. Where where Matthew Fairburn would probably get in deep is something like what I'm seeing here in front of me from the uh, from the Superbook at the Westgate in Las Vegas. Uh, Dustin Johnson fourth round birdies versus Chris Godwin receptions. I I just look at the uh, Ricky Fowler one. Ricky Fowler fourth round score versus Chris Godwin receiving yards. Godwin's minus seven and a half. I was going to say, you should get Godwin. I don't know. Ricky Fowler might miss the cut. He might so, not make it to the fourth round. Yeah. So, so you, uh, and then of course there's asterisks next of all of that. And you have to, there has to be action in order to get those bets. So if Ricky Fowler may, doesn't make the cut, then that bet's just a refund. But um, I mean, there's so many obscure things that if you follow. There are some soccer crossovers I see here. Yeah. Manchester City goals versus uh, Chiefs Buccaneers first quarter field goals made. Yeah, uh, that's you some know, of these that you really have to like yeah. say out loud a few uh, times too. Yeah, even when that. you look at them, you know, Ireland Wales points versus Rob Gronkowski receiving yards. I don't even know what Ireland Wales is. is that a soccer game? Is that a cricket? Well, how map? about I don't know. number of completed sets in the Australian Open men's final? Versus Patrick Mahomes rushing attempts, and uh, if you want to take uh, if you want to take uh, Australian Open men's final rounds, uh, you can get a half. You get a half a point uh, on that. Yeah, crazy, yeah. These props are just so out of control. With Tyreek Hill uh, touchdowns versus Parma goals. Oh, Parma okay. sounds more like a sandwich to me. <laughs> or the uh, West Cleveland suburb. What's up with all the K Kansas City Chiefs players needing to get a haircut before the Super Bowl? And how do they let this dude start cutting their hair before they get his, his, his COVID test results? How does this even happen? He probably always cuts their hair. Yeah, I think it's probably like a weekly thing. The Bills have a barber. I don't know. Right, but he was in mid-cut when they got his test result. They yeah. couldn't have waited until the you would test think results they came would in. Schedule the haircuts, and then the the all the language around the reporting of it was just bizarre to me. I got to find Adam Schefter's tweet about 
how the chiefs acted, you know, um, the chiefs acted wisely and aggressively and pulled the barber mid cut. Once the, <laughs> once the test results came in, like, first of all, if you're acting wisely to your point, he's probably not cutting the hair before he gets his test result back. And can we like, I don't know, have a little bit of humanity for this man who just tested positive for COVID probably because of some of this work that he does. Um, acted aggressively they eliminated the threat like, he just grabbed him and right. snatched <laughs> him up and this guy is dragged sick. him out like, yeah, he so had a what, pipe bomb in his duffel bag so what happens right. to the dude with half a haircut does he does, it, does another barber come it. in i think they did finish it uh, oh. somebody came out and said that uh they said he was already a close contact so he said just finish the haircut uh, <laughs> and i don't just don't I, breathe on me while you're doing it hold your yeah, breath I don't finish think it up he, uh, I don't think he tested positive, but it'd be funny if one team shows up for the game all clean shaven and prim and proper, and the other team looks like they haven't showered or shaved <laughs> in three weeks. <laughs> or like uh, the scenes from the original Batman movie where uh, the town can't uh, use toiletries or cosmetics because right. uh, the Joker has uh, sabotaged the different combinations so the anchor man's got the big whitehead zit on his cheek and <laughs> that's a good move uh, the uh, his co-anchor looks like she just rolled out of bed uh any final super joel sunday and i know it's not official super joel it doesn't because it doesn't fall but i think it's a new i'm gonna it's, it's it still be, is yeah, as far as i'm is. concerned every, it's always week. super joel sunday every year yeah for sure um for sure final thoughts joel Make a good bet, win some money. Don't watch the game because it's boring. Enjoy the halftime performance. What do you think about squares? Is that a sucker bet? Uh, some friend of mine texted me and was like, "Hey, you want to get in on squares?" And I was like, "No, I'm not a square. I'm sharp." <laughs> I get in on squares because there is a communal aspect. If you know a lot of people involved in it, yeah, it's fun and just it's for thing, throwing a couple yeah, bucks in, and there's no. Th there's no strategy involved. There's it's no not a sound business move. It's just yeah, a it's, fun thing. It's just yeah, yeah it's like just it. it's like picking lottery ticket, lotto numbers, and just picking random numbers because it's like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm gonna just play this lottery number or whatever. But it's cool. I mean, whatever it is you're, that you're doing for the game, enjoy it, have fun. Hopefully, next year we can uh, watch the Bills in the Super Bowl from the comfort of where's the Super Bowl next year? Keep the water flowing. LA. It will be in Sloan. I'll be in Sloan for the Super Bowl if the Bills are in it. Best believe. Yeah, let's hope we're in a press box for it next year. Uh, that means uh, we'll be back to normal. Uh, Joel, thanks again uh, for this. Um, I'll try to get that uh, my bets. I'll, I'll break down my Bills bets for the year. I'll see how I did against the spread. Because yeah. I picked a score for every game, so I can go back and look. I and, like it. Uh, we'll see how I did. Check your totals, too. Joel definitely beat me. Oh, totals sure. too. Yeah. Well, I, that gives me more homework. I don't like that, but <laughs> you got to do it, right? Yeah, got to do it. You got to see how you did. We'll do a little, you know, Super Bowl recap and check all of our numbers for the There's year. Probably a channel for intern that can do this for you, Tim. I doubt it. I doubt it. Hey, before I let you guys go, I need to remind you that. Tim Graham and Friends is brought to you by Shampo, Travis, Besaw, and Kirshner, CPAs and business consultants. CTBK. 
I was trying to take it off the gallery view on the thing. So that way you guys just didn't have to sit there and stare while I was given the, the read for CTBK and I lost my place. So let me start over. You don't want an audience? As I was saying, Tim Graham and Friends is brought to you by Shampo, Travis, Bison, and Kirshner, CPAs and business consultants. CTBK is a leading accounting firm with a growing team of accountants and business consultants with roots in Amherst, New York. CTBK pairs every project with a focus on a human connection between its team and the client. For assurance, accounting, taxes, litigation support, and advice on mergers and acquisitions, CTBK is available and ready to solve any issue your business faces. For a consultation or to request a quote, call 716-630-2400. Again, for the folks over at Bronstein Global Systems, that's 716-630-2400. CTBK, over a quarter century of proven accounting and business excellence for Western New York and beyond. I would like to see Bronstein Global Systems get involved with some of those mergers and acquisitions. Uh, And CTBK can help you with that, Jonah. Well, I am looking to acquire some companies. So if you got a company for sale, hit me up. And you don't meet GameStop or AMC or any of that? No, those are too small. All this talk about numbers makes me think, Tim, you could probably have Channel 4's data journalist, Jerry Sullivan, compile those numbers for you. <laughs> and yes, you could, yes. <laughs> Jonah, that's that's right. What, it's right in his job description. So I, I think, Data journalist, Jerry Sullivan. There's a, data. there's a coffee shop that's near my daughter's school that is um, like a drive-up coffee shop. It's just like a pull-through. There's no sit-down. It's just a drive-up. And... Uh, it's for sale. It was called, um, I went there once I picked up my daughter from school and I was driving home and I was like, I'm so tired. I need coffee. So I pulled in there. It's called like cowgirl coffee. And I just thought like, okay, that was a funny name, but it turns out it's like one of those like lingerie coffee shops where all the workers are in like these (laughs) tiny little outfits. And at the time my daughter was only like two. So she didn't know what the hell was going on. And I was just like, can I uh, get a coffee please? Can you that check on that and see what ridiculous. they're asking it's, for yeah, buy-in? It's, it's, it's for sale. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll look into it. Maybe you and I can get in on that. Right? Don't the Depends women how these burn Super their Sunday bets go? Was that Jonah? No, I just thought like that was stupid to be selling coffee in your underwear. You would spill the hot coffee and burn your skin. <laughs> <all the time. laughs> I don't know. I guess there it was, was a place for some reason. Charleston, West Charleston, right around the corner from the Las Vegas Sun. And um, it advertised in the paper in the sports sections. It was called A Little Off the Top. And it was a barber, barber shop, but everybody was topless. And there was a guy who worked at the paper who would go there and get his haircuts. And uh, they were always horseshit haircuts. (laughs) They were the worst haircuts. He'd come in there lopsided. Uh, you know, sideburns are out of whack and, uh, nobody said anything for a while. And then finally we learned he can, he mentioned that, oh yeah, I go to that a little off the top <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Now it all makes sense. There was a place like that in Tonawanda when I was in high school, it was called exotic cuts. Yeah. 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 It was kind of, it was kind of near St. Joe's. Cause I, I knew people that would, uh, would go there. You had to be 18. Was it completely topless? Or I think was it, it was just like, lingerie. I don't think they were oh, topless. I never this went in there. completely topless. But we'd try to look through the windows. They had like one of those like cut, blocked windows that, that you couldn't really see, but you could sort of see the shadows. And we'd be like, what's going on in there? 
I used to live right by uh, Get Faded. It was on Grant Street. Get Faded. It had like a picture of Biggie and Tupac on the sign. It's called right. Get Faded. Yeah, I lived right by there. Right by there. It was right by, it was right by Lenovo Pizza, right in the I ballpark. Think, I think what we're proving here is based on our anecdotal evidence uh, that anyone can get in the haircutting business. Yeah, just don't get coronavirus and you're good. Yeah, so I'm going to open up a place where you can get your haircut and place bets. Not a bad idea. Yeah, pretty good. And get a cup of coffee. Yeah, and you get think of all the hair you get in your coffee. But throw, hey, throw, my business. Throw a laundromat or something in there. My buddy who lives in Pittsburgh next to a GameStop. My buddy who lives in Pittsburgh <laughs> used to uh, frequent a laundromat restaurant. It was called Suds and Spuds. Oh, I had a friend who wrote, ran one of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, studs, uh, Suds and Duds. This one was called. Oh yeah, Toledo. Nice. And like yeah, that. you'd show up and you'd do your laundry, and it was a bar in the middle, and then all around the edge was the the machines. And it was a sports bar in the middle. Genius. And um, it didn't last. It was a cool thing. Like, it's a cool thing to go check out once, but it's never going to be your place to go. It's never going to be your Elmo's or your uh, Little Off the Top or your uh, Cowgirl <laughs> Coffee. Right. Because how often do you really need to, to do your laundry, you know? Right. Well, if you're, doing, if you're just doing your laundry like you said, outside of a novelty where you go in there once, you're going to be, if it's just a Tuesday and you're doing your laundry, you're going to be annoyed by the extracurriculars. <laughs> if you want to do the extracurriculars, then you're going right, to be annoyed. Right, then it makes sense. What are these people doing here doing their laundry? So <laughs> it's really too narrow a clientele, somebody who's right. in the mood for both. Yeah, like, imagine the Somebody says, you, hey, you want to go right? play some bets? And you're like, well, I got to do my laundry. And he's like, perfect well, I know just the place. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds to me like somebody who had two businesses and lost the lease on one location. Like one of those Taco Bell KFCs where they just combine the restaurant. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for this. Uh, good way to go into the weekend. Good way to go into Super Joel weekend. Uh, catch, uh, catch you next time uh, here uh, with Tim Graham and friends brought to you by CTBK. 